The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, freshfm.net, for our contact details. Lift every voice and sing Till earth and heaven ring Ring with the harmony Of liberty Let our rejoicing rise High as the listening sky Kia ora, friends, family, and listeners. Welcome to another hour of protest music on Fresh FM, the little station at the top of the south. Yes, it is Lift Every Voice and Sing, songs of protest and songs of freedom. Back on air, a week late, thanks to rain-delayed flights, but here we are now, on this beautiful summer evening. Thanks, Matt and Maria, for the intro before. As always, we are sponsored by a wonderful anonymous donor who wants this community to lift their voices. This week's show, like last time, is focusing on black civil rights. Now, using jazz as the springboard, it's Black History Month in the USA, and there has been another police killing of an innocent young black man in Minneapolis, Amir Locke. So, this is now. For me, protest singers are brave twice over. At the time of their protest song, they risk public backlash and career impact. The public can always vote with their discretionary dollar. The second risk is perhaps more powerful. Once the moment has passed and the issue Once the issue becomes either irrelevant or swallowed up by time, the protest singer risks having their voice their songs become er, becoming or becoming or becoming irrelevant and invisible. Beautiful love songs never lose their potency. Protest songs immersed in the historical moment can. I see this podcast as an attempt to bear witness to their bravery as well as recalling the history. Three weeks ago on the show Protesting Violence Against Black Americans, Strange Fruit, I ran out of time to play one of the preeminent jazz singers of the 20th century, Nina Simone. So tonight we are going to start with that unedited live version of Mississippi Goddamn. This is not from the original concert recording at Carnegie Hall in 1964 that I had originally thought I would play. That version is strident, almost jaunty. This recording, made at the Westbury Music Fair in New York on Sunday, the 7th of April, 1968, three days after the murder assassination of Martin Luther King, is a quieter, sadder, 
much sadder, much, much sadder song. It bears the weight of King's death. You love? And of course, a couple of years ago, four little girls were killed in Alabama. And at that time, we got the inspiration to do this song. But Dr. King's murder has left me so numb I don't know where I'm at, really And of course you heard this song that was composed by Gene Taylor especially for today But I hope that be between now and the end of the year it'll all be together enough that we will have songs that go down in history for these wonderful brave people who are no longer with us Alabama's got me so upset Tennessee made me lose my rest Everybody knows about Mississippi God damn Alabama's got me so upset Lurleen Wallace has made me lose my rest Everybody knows about Mississippi God damn Can't you see it? I know you can feel it It's all in the air I can't stand the pressure much longer Somebody say a prayer Alabama has got me so upset And Memphis has made me lose my rest Everybody knows about Mississippi God Hound dogs on my trail Little school children sitting in jail Black cat crossed my path I think every day's gonna be my last Lord have mercy on this land of mine We all gonna get it in due time Cause I don't belong here, I don't belong there I've even stopped believing in prayer Do. I've been there so I know you keep on saying go slow Well that's just the trouble no. Washing the windows no. Picking the cotton no. Nothing but rotten no. Too damn lazy no. Thinking's crazy Try to do my very best. 
stand up, be counted with all the rest. Cause everybody knows about Mississippi Goddamn. Now you heard him. He's one of you. If you have been moved at all, and you know my songs at all, for God's sakes, join me. Don't sit back there. The time is too late now. Good God. You know, the king is dead. The king of love is dead. I ain't about to be none violent, honey. <laughs> oh, no. Picket lines, school boycotts. They try to say it's a communist plot. But all I want is equality for my sister, my brother, my people, and me. And I loved him because he believed it. He lived by it. But you lied to me all the years You told me to wash and clean my ears And talk real fine just like a lady And you stopped calling my mama and Sadie Hear me now But my country is full of lies We all gonna die and die like flies. I don't trust nobody anymore. Keep on saying, go slow. That's just the trouble. No. Desegregation. No. Mass participation. No. Unification. No. Do things gradually. No. to live next to me just give me my equality cause everybody knows about Mississippi everybody knows about Alabama everybody knows about Mississippi God damn that's it Mississippi God damn That was Simone's response to the racially motivated murders of Emmett Till and Medgar Evers in Mississippi and the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing in Birmingham, Alabama in 1964. And now, four years later, the even heavier weight of King's death. Simone, like Paul Robeson, who we will discuss in future shows, was so persecuted for her civil rights protest that her mental health and her career suffered. I've had to leave out some wonderful jazz, but I have stuck with Charles Mingus and his original Phobos tales, fables. The history of the composition is interesting. It started life as Fables of Phobos for the 1959 album Mingus Ayum. 
It is one of his most explicitly political works and was written as a direct protest against Arkansas Governor Orville Phobos, who in 1957 sent out the National Guard to prevent the racial integration of Little Rock Central High School by nine African-American teenagers in what became known as the Little Rock Crisis. Let's listen to nine minutes of Charles Mingus and the version of original Phobos tales that has vocals. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, no applause and keep it down. Your drinks, don't rattle your ice in your glasses and don't ring the cash register. You got it covered? All right. I'd like to um, continue, continue this set with a conversation dedicated to the first or second or third All-American heel, Phobos, and it's titled The Fables of Phobos. Oh, Lord, don't let him shoot us. Oh, Lord. Don't let him stab us, oh Lord. Don't let him torment us, oh Lord. No more swastikas. Thank you. 
Charles Mingus on bass and vocals, Danny Richmond drums and vocals, Eric Dolphy alto sax, and Ted Kirsten trumpet. What a song. Tim loved that nine-minute song. Good on you, Tim. And uh, although Fables of Faubus was written for the album Mingus I Yum, Columbia Records refused to allow the lyrics to the song, I can understand that, to be included, and so the song was recorded as an instrumental on that album. It was not until October 1960 that the version we just heard was recorded for the more independent, um, candid album uh, label, uh, Charles Mingus Presents Charles Mingus. Columbia's contract meant that the song had to be renamed, so the candid version was called Original Faubus Fables. You're listening to Fresh FM, and the show is Jazz Protest for Black Civil Rights. We insist, subtitled Max Roach's Freedom Now Suite, is a jazz album also released on Candid Records in 1960. In jazz, a suite is an ordered set of instrumental pieces, the separate movements are often thematically and tonally linked. Composer and drummer Max Roach and lyricist Oscar Brown had begun to develop this suite in 1959 to be performed during the 1963 centennial of the Emancipation Proclamation. Historical side note, at the celebration of the Emancipation Proclamation's centennial under JFK, held on Abraham Lincoln's birthday, there was a conspicuous absentee. Martin Luther King Jr. had been trying to get JFK to take significant civil rights action for two years, but he had been ignored. Because of the lack of progress, King boycotted the celebration. Although Max Roach's Freedom Now Suite was controversial at the time, the Penguin Guide to Jazz awarded the album one of its rare crown accolades. I'll play what was then the most controversial trap track on the album, Triptych, which is the third and the middle track of the five-song album. Triptych, as you might expect, is split into three sections, prayer, protest, and peace. If you haven't heard the song before, I have to warn you, the middle section, protest, is initially unsettling and um, very quickly becomes both harrowing and terrifying. (laughs) ¶¶ 
exhale. That was Triptych. One moment. That exhale. That was Triptych, Prayer, Protest, Peace by Max Roach and Abby Lincoln. The protest section of Triptych took the most criticism of any part of the album because of its political message. Critics viewed this section as an explicit rejection of Martin Luther King's nonviolent protest philosophy. Lincoln recalled that it was Max Roach's idea, not hers, to include the screaming. It wasn't an approach to music that I would have chosen, but I thought of him as a teacher. Abby Lincoln did take, end up taking more flack for the political message than Roach did. 
Once again, the women take the heat, even if it is not deserved. However, the enduring impact of that song and the album as a whole suggests that Max Roach was right. Well, yeah, we're just halfway through the show, so thanks to those of you that have texted in. Some of you are listening, um, having a drink on the porch. Are there any jazz fans that have tuned in? Text me the names of any songs that I've missed. 0274-335020. We can play show two of Jazz Protest. The next song tonight, the one that just tried to come on despite my um, blandishments, was is the an instrumental Alabama by John Coltrane, which is widely believed to be based on a moving elegy by Martin Luther King for the four girls murdered in the 1963 16th Street Baptist Church bombing by the KKK. A number of sources say that Coltrane not only composed Alabama as a memorial to the four victims, but that the melodic line was developed from the rhythmic inflections of a speech given by Dr. King. An internet article by Lewis Porter has used the written transcript of that eulogy to elucidate the so-called hidden text in Alabama. It begins, They did not die in vain. God still has a way of bringing good, longer note for good, out of evil. They did not die in vain. The innocent blood of these little girls may well serve as a redemptive, low notes, force for this city. We must not despair, extra notes on despair. We must not become bitter. See if you can hear those, those words in the song. Here comes Alabama.
We want to do a tune written for today, for this hour, for Dr. Martin Luther King. We stated before that the whole program is dedicated to his memory, but this tune is written about him and for him. So we had yesterday to learn it, and so we'll see. Once upon this planet Earth lived a man. Preaching love and freedom for his fellow man. He was dreaming of the day peace would come to earth to stay. And he spread this message all across the land. Turn the other cheek, he'd plead. Love thy neighbor was his creed. Pain, humiliation, death, he did not dread. With his Bible at his side. From his foes he did not hide It's hard to think That this great man Is dead Oh yeah Well the murders Never cease Are they men or are they beasts? What do they ever hope Ever hope to gain? Will my country For us all And did Martin Luther King Just die in vain Cause he'd seen the mountain top <laughs> And he knew he could not stop Always living with the threat of death ahead. Folks, you'd better stop and think. Cause
Now that the king of love 
uh, I heard that uh, well, we've heard all kinds of stories, but I heard that this was uh, his favorite song, at least at the near the end of his life. Uh, last year, a year ago, maybe more longer than that now, Lorraine Hansberry left us, and she was a dear friend. And she had her favorite song, and then Langston Hughes left us, Cold Train left us, Otis Redding left us. You can go on. Do you realize how many we have lost? Then it really gets down to reality, doesn't it? Not a performance. Not microphones and all that crap. But really something else. We've lost a lot of them in the last two years. But we have remaining Monk, Miles, <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> And of course, for those that we have left, we, we, we're thankful, but we can't afford any more losses. Oh no, oh my God, they're shooting us down one by one. Don't forget that, because they are. Killing us one by one. Well, all I have to say is that uh, those of us who know how to protect those of us that we love, stand by them and stay close to them. And I say that if there had been a couple of more, a little closer to Dr. King, he wouldn't have got it, you know, really. Just a little closer to him, stay there, stay there. We can't afford any more losses. He had seen mountaintop And he knew he could not stop Always living with a threat Dead ahead, come on Sam Well, 
Alabama from John Coltrane, who Nina references. Um, his That was from his album, The Gentle Side of John Coltrane. And it led beautifully into Nina Simone's heartbroken and heartbreak-breaking song written after Martin Luther King's assassination at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee. Why the King of Love is Dead was written by Simone's bass player, Gene Taylor, the day after the murder. You just heard the very first performance of that song, the original unedited live recording from the same concert as the Mississippi Goddamn version that we played at the beginning of the show the Westbury Music Fair. That is such a musical, an important and amazing musical uh, document. And imagine if you were sitting at that concert three days after King had been assassinated and listening to that. Uh, um, Okay, well... Jazz has some very long songs, doesn't it? I hope you've enjoyed the music as much as I have and the less talking. But tonight, we built on the previous shows, didn't we? Like all good protests, we are standing on the shoulders of those who went before. I have to say, before starting my hunt, I did not know any of these songs, or at least these versions of them. I will end tonight's show on a hopeful, positive note. The march for voting rights along the 54-mile, 87-kilometer highway from Selma, Alabama, to the state capital of Montgomery, took place in March 1965. Today, people tend to forget that there were two failed attempts to make that journey earlier in the month. On March the 21st, Dr. King began the historic third and successful four-day march. Five months later, President Lyndon Johnson signed the Voting Rights Act of 1965. We're going to end tonight with an upbeat instrumental um, by jazz guitarist Grant Green, which reflects the jubilation surrounding the completion of that third Selma march. You can hear it, the jubilation. This 1965 recording is on Grant Green's His Majesty King Funk. So, it's going to be a good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. This show, um, this show is, of course, dedicated to Martin Luther King. What an amazing uh, impact he's had on American history and on the world with his approach to uh, protest. Tune in again next week. We will be leaving black civil rights for a little while. We'll head back, back in time, to that time period covered in Joseph Matthews' book, The Blast, to a time of labor unrest and the wobblies. So get boosted, stay masked, stay well, and keep protesting for things that matter. Not your right to your own little rabbit hole of idiocy, Keep that to yourself. Here's the Selma March.
podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.